Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast, so we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Between the wind and warm weather, North Dakota lakes are generally ice-free. There may be some lingering chunks blown along shorelines, but look for boat fishing to get underway with more gusto as docks are put in place in lakes and rivers throughout the state. Devil's Lake itself is still a little quiet as the ice goes out, but try along the bridges. The feeder creeks and coolies would normally draw a great deal of attention in the spring, but with little runoff, it might be more challenging this year. Lake Ashtabula near Valley City is providing more walleye activity along the rocks and shallows in the back bays. Look for some perch and crappie mixed in as well. The most popular and successful presentation is the traditional spring jigs and minnows. Anglers are also checking out some area lakes and rivers, although the rivers, like Devil's Lake feeder coolies, are lower than normal for spring early ice out. Out west, the Missouri River continues drawing angler attention south of Bismarck Mandan, around Fort Rice, Hazleton, and what the locals will call the rifle range from both boat and shore. Try early morning or evening hours from shore. The best presentation is also the traditional jig and minnow, as well as shallow running crankbaits. The tail race is still a little on the slow side for walleye, but that too should pick up soon with the spawn getting underway. Up on the northward side of Garrison Dam, anglers on the east end of Lake Sakakawea are finding some pike activity around Wolf Creek on the south shore and Stanky Bay on the north shore. Try smelt or herring as well as casting spoons from shore. Look for the occasional walleye around Stanky or Douglas Bays as well using, you guessed it, jigs and minnows. Spring turkey season's underway beginning this weekend and with the early warm weather it's possible birds could be active for the opener. Light geese took advantage of the nice early weather, and while some are still in North Dakota, in huntable numbers in some areas, they're likely going to move out soon. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And chat with the president of the North Dakota Sport Fishing Congress. You know, if you didn't even know that there's a North Dakota Sport Fishing Congress, uh, that's kind of why uh, we're going to chat about it because they do some excellent work for all of us fishermen in North Dakota. We're going to have Rich Bruckner, who is the president. How are you doing, Rich? I'm doing great. Wonderful sun shining up here and 
starting to melt off a little bit of ice, but uh, beautiful day. So, Rich, for our anglers that have never been heard of the North Dakota Sport Fishing Congress, how long has it been around? And just give us just a quick little recap of what all the good work that you guys do. Yeah, we've been around since 1985. And uh, the organization is originally and still is kind of a watchdog. What we've done is we pulled all the fishing clubs across North Dakota together. And as a group, we then work with the North Dakota Game and Fish to uh, protect the fishermen and and the fishing and waters of North Dakota. And also we uh, introduce legislation to do the same, to uh, provide additional funding for game and fish, to uh, protect them from, uh, how shall we say, uh, uncomfortable legislation that would handcuff their operations. But mostly we work as, as a watchdog and as an organization that is really focused on conservation, preservation of fishing in North Dakota. That's awesome. Um, appreciate all the work that you guys do that everybody at the North Dakota Sport Fishing Congress does. I know that, like you said, you get representatives from all around the state that come and attend the meetings. And, you know, coming up here couple in a couple of weeks, I believe it's on the 15th, you guys are having your big annual banquet. You have more than one meeting a year. You guys have meetings uh, a few times a year, but uh, this is big once a year annual banquet. And I know because of COVID, you, it's already full uh, because of the restrictions for the place that you're holding it at. You can only have so many people. But I, I also know that if people want to help out at all with that, you do have some raffle tickets that you're selling that uh, they might still get a chance at winning something and help support the cause a little bit. Yeah, we do. We have uh, cash raffle tickets. They sell for $5, and you have four chances to uh, – to win prizes, uh, or should should say to win cash, there's a $500 payout, there's a $200 payout, or, or $250, I should say, and then a couple hundred dollar payouts. And those are all available through the North, North Dakota Sport Fishing Congress. And you can go to our website and find us, or you can just give me a call, Rich Breckner at 701-793-7968. And yeah, our annual meeting, we only hold two major meetings, one in the spring and one in the fall. This is our spring meeting. It comes up April 17th. That takes place in Bismarck. This is where we get a report from Game and Fish that brings us up to date on just exactly what happened in 2020 and what the outlook is for 2021. And it also provides us an opportunity to ask questions about their programs and what we can do to introduce new programs. So uh, we work both both ways. They help us and we help them. That kind of a relationship is important, isn't it, Rich? I mean, when you're looking at a resource-rich state like North Dakota, and really the, the entire region, but specifically here as we talk, uh, this is a North Dakota organization, uh, being able to have those partnerships and relationships with Game and Fish and citizen organizations that the stakeholders in that in that whole thing that that's i mean it's a crucial piece to getting good work done in terms of conservation and and angling it is uh it's so essential and when if you talk to to greg and the folks at game and fish the uh, information we provide and the support we provide is they count on us and we count on them so it's a real uh 
win-win situation for the sport fishing in North Dakota. Yeah, it all can't be done by one person or one agency. It takes a team, you know, from from the anglers talking to their walleye clubs, anglers in the walleye clubs who then bring the information to you guys and then you bring the information to them. And it all that flows back the other direction too. And it takes everybody and and you guys are kind of, I hate to call you the middleman, but it, in, a, in a way you kind of are between the legislators and the anglers and and you have everybody's interest at heart, whether it's game and fish or the anglers, and you try and make sure everybody is satisfied with the results. Yeah, and one of our biggest focuses is always education. And and this year and last in the number of last maybe like 10 years, our focus on aquatic nuisances, the invasive species that uh, have traveled here uh, through the Great Lakes or wherever they come from up to Mississippi and have found their way into uh, Minnesota lakes and North Dakota lakes now. Uh, these are really vital to educate the public and bring awareness to possibility of losing some of our natural resources due to invasive species. Yeah, and I think, and I could be wrong, but I think the Sport Fishing Congress was one of the first organizations in North Dakota to really, really push that, you know, to the masses and and to put pressure on the game and fish to start making some policies to make sure that that doesn't hurt the fisheries any more than than it already is. And, you know, and speaking of that coming up here, when we chatted on the phone uh, the other night, uh, you're telling me that on May 15th, North Dakota is having Invasive Awareness Week, which is pretty darn cool, I think, it, you know, because we need to get the word out there uh, the best we can to as many anglers as we can. And that's a great way to do it. Yeah, we are. It's a, it's a whole week long. It's going to not only focus with uh, Uh, North Dakota, but there's a national invasive species awareness that's going to go across the entire country. And North Dakota Game and Fish got in in contact with the folks at D.C. and partnered up and they partnered up with Minnesota and Montana and South Dakota to do some major uh, social media marketing to make people aware of all the types of invasive species and how to protect your lake and how to clean drain and dry your boat you know rich we're almost out of time but one thing i really want to get out there is the fact that uh starting last year uh you guys came out or the the state came out with an invasive species decal that is required if you're an out-of-state boater if you're going to bring a boat from out of state and put it in a north dakota water you have to have this decal isn't that correct that is correct, and, and you can obtain it only via online, so you can't go to a bait shop or and, and attempt to buy one. You have to go online uh, when you, like when you're out of state and you go get a North Dakota fishing license, it'll prompt you to uh, the invasive species sticker for your boat. Uh, you can pay for it right online. You get a receipt for that, and, and a couple of days later in the mail, you're you're going to get a sticker to put on your boat. And this is required, whether you're Minnesota, South Dakota, Montana, or wherever. Uh, everyone has to have an invasive species sticker on their boat. You know, and, and we're back to that awareness thing, too. I'm sure uh, everybody will do that if they know that they need to, and we need to get that word out to as many people as we can. 
anybody that will listen to let them know. And, you know, if, if you're listening to the show and you know that, and you know, your neighbor's going on a trip, mention it to him too, because he may not know that. That's how we're going to get this word out that this needs to be done. All right, Rich, we appreciate you coming on Gone Outdoors and we really appreciate all you do for the North Dakota Sport Fishing Congress and all the North Dakota fishermen. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.